Welcome everybody back to the Friar Talk podcast and YouTube channel. So we are going through another top 10 list today, and we're going to be talking about the top 10 right fielders in the MLB. Um, Chase, you want to just go ahead and we'll just jump right into the list? All right. So it's kind of like the first four or five, they can kind of flip-flop. Uh, I think number one is kind of undisputed, though. Yeah, Ronald Acuna Jr., like, yeah, he tore his ACL, but we all seen what that guy can do. He's a wonderful player. Like any guy or any team in this league would want him on his team. He's probably the second most electric player to Tatis. Guy's an absolute freak. Then you, have, I put Juan Soto at number two. The kid's plate discipline is outstanding. He walks a lot. He hits bombs. He hits for average. The only thing that's really he really is lacking is speed, and sometimes his defense kind of falls behind. But offensively, the kid is everything you ever want in a bat. Number three, the former or no, uh, the MVP candidate, Bryce Harper. I uh, don't think you have to explain that one. He's just a phenom in itself. Number four, coming off a somewhat off year, Bookie Betts. Uh, he had an off year. We all know what his ceiling really is and the player that he is. I'll call it getting adjusted to L.A., but I'm expecting him to be a monster like he is again next year. Number five, Aaron Judge. He's not higher because, one, he gets hurt a lot. Two, sometimes he, there is some strikeout to his game more than these other three guys, but plays great right, has a cannon, still a great right fielder. And then at number six, we have Teoscar Hernandez. Had a wonderful year for the Blue Jays. Nearly 300. Hit a lot of bombs. Got on base. And played some good defense. Number seven, uh, Kyle Tucker from the Astros. Had a really good year himself. Really improved with the bat. 300. Near 300 average. Hit some bombs. And he's always been good with the glove. Number eight, Nick Castellanos coming off his career year. You know, there's been a lot of rumors to him to the Padres and him signing a major deal. Um, though it he did just have his career year where he hit 30 bombs for the first time. I want to see him repeat that success before I move him up in the list. And plus his defense really lacks because he lacks speed. And sometimes his arm is just isn't the greatest. Number nine, Joey Gallo. It's hard to like be okay putting him like anywhere higher in the list because of how much he strikes out and how little he can hit for average. The guy either walks or hits a home run. There's really not in like an in between for him. Like he walks, hits a home run, or strikes out. And majority of the time, it's going to be a strikeout or a walk. But he has an arm, and he's pretty quick and can play some gold glove defense. And number 10, uh, Hunter Renfro, the former Padre himself. He had a really good year with the Red Sox. Uh, he's turned himself into a pretty good defender, uh, has a pretty good arm. He started to hit for a little more average, hit over 30 bombs, I think had over 100 RBIs, did his job greatly. And uh, for my honorable mentions, uh if you guys follow the podcast, you know me. I'm going to put Will Myers there. He had an off year, but if he can repeat anything to what his 2020 numbers were, he could be easily a top eight right fielder in baseball. I think he just had a down year. I expect him to bounce back next year. Yeah, um, so the right field position to me is kind of 
after the top five kind of lackluster. So I don't even have an honorable mention, but starting, you know, off the bat, Ronald Acuna Jr. is my number one also. Um, you know, I think Chase brought it up in our in our uh, top 10 shortstop video. After Tatis, I think Acuna is the most electrifying player in baseball. Just before he got hurt, I'm pretty sure he was either second or third in MVP in the MVP race. Um, probably third because I think DeGrom, before he got hurt, was number one or two. Same with Tatis and then Acuna. But, you know, with that being said, Ronald Acuna is the best right fielder in baseball. Plays, I mean, he's a five-tool player. Amazing on, on uh, at all in all aspects. So, I don't really think you can argue that one. I mean, you can just because the top four are really – you can put them in any order. But in my opinion, just from what I see, Acuna is number one for sure. Number two, Mookie Betts. Um, I think it was a year or two ago I was saying Mookie Betts was the second best player in baseball after Mike Trout and had a down year. But if he's able to go back to what he used to do, I think you know that will still pertain. He'll be a top five player in baseball again. Um, he was battling some injuries this year, so he didn't get to show what, you know, the Mookie Betts that we all know. He was electric on the Red Sox, has an MVP, has one and a half World Series. Um, <laughs> you guys know why I say the half. But, uh, you know, he, he's been fantastic ever since. Even with the Dodgers in 2020, he was great. Just a down year in 2021, but I fully expect him to bounce back to those, to those Red Sox numbers. Number three, Juan Soto and... I honestly hate that I have Juan Soto at number three because he's so damn good. Um, quite possibly the best hitter in baseball. If you look at it from a play discipline perspective, from a guy who consistently gets on base, like this guy is almost as good as Ted Williams. If you look at the numbers, like if you really take a deep dive at hitting, he's almost as good. And he's been fantastic ever since he came into the league. He already has a World Series and he was one of the backbones of that team. So, you know, he's been Fantastic ever since coming to the league. He's going to be a perennial MVP candidate for years to come with the Tatises, Acunas. Um, if DeGrom's healthy, DeGrom. Um, number four, this also seems a little low. And, you know, for anyone that knew me in high school, Chase, uh, you know, my friends. But I wore a Bryce Harper shirt to school, and number four is Bryce Harper. I love Bryce Harper. He was my favorite player for sure. He was, you know, at, at the time, he was the phenom. When he came to the league, he was the phenom. And we talked about it just recently. Along with Ken Griffey Jr., we don't know a guy that has gotten as much hype coming to the league as, as Bryce Harper, who was a phenom, and uh, he he's kind of he's lived up to it. I think he's definitely lived up to it. I know he gets a lot of slander because of his attitude and arguing with umpires and fighting with with uh, I think his name was like Hunter Strickland or something. I forgot, but he gets a lot of slander for that. But I'm not going to knock his talent because of that. He's won an MVP this year. Do I think that should have gone to Tatis? Yes, but at the same time, I wasn't going to be too mad. That Harper won it. The only thing that got me mad was Crawford got more first place votes than Tatis. Other than that, um, Bryce Harper, he absolutely, you know, he tore it up at the end of the, uh, after the All-Star break. He was pretty much the sole reason that his team was in the playoff race, him and Zach Wheeler. Um, so, you know, a lot of props to Bryce Harper. He had a fantastic year. Did, wasn't an All-Star though. Um, number five, Aaron Judge. I think you kind of have to have Aaron Judge at five considering the four guys ahead of him. I don't think you can put him ahead of any of those four guys, considering, you know, Bryce Harper won an MVP. Juan Soto was an MVP candidate and is going to be a perennial MVP candidate. Same with Mookie Betts, already has an MVP World Series. Ronald Acuna, also going to be um, a perennial MVP candidate. So I think Aaron Judge at five is perfect for him. Can hit for power. Um, helps a lot that you play at Yankee Stadium. But still an amazing ball player. Plays great defense. He's built like a statue. So, um I think five is a good spot for him. 
Next up, and I hate to say this because he he batted 199, and that's pretty damn bad. Joey Gallo, and I know this is the crowd that says, why do you still use batting average to judge a player? Well, when your batting average is 199, you could definitely judge a player for that. Um, however, did hit 38 home runs, still got on base 35% of the time, so and does play really solid defense. So, uh, you know, I guess six is a good spot for him. Um, for you Yankee fans, you guys are probably pissed to see that he sucks for you guys, but um, he was solid for the Rangers. He, he was doing okay for the Rangers, and I know the Padres – we're in on on some talks for him, and and there were a lot of Padre fans. I hope we got him, but um, I think six is a good spot for him. I think you know it's pretty debatable because Kyle Tucker's up next for me. I think he hit like two eighty nine or two ninety eight, almost. I think he hit like thirty home runs. Also, really had a fantastic year this year. And uh, you know when you look at that Astros team, they lost a lot of their a lot of their guys that went to that World Series that they cheated for, unfortunately. But um, I think, you know, in terms of offensive production, you, he probably replaced George Springer in that aspect. Uh, just he's been – he broke out for them in a way that uh, I honestly didn't think Kyle Tucker had in him. Next up, to Oscar Hernandez. I didn't even know who he was until this year, but he hit 298. He hit, I think – how many home runs? Does anyone know? 28 or 32? Something crazy like that? I'm not entirely sure, but um, you let, let me know. 32? Yeah, so he hit 32 home runs. Had a breakout year, and when you look at that at that Blue Jays lineup, all of them hit nukes. Um, and, and kind of a big oh, – well, they didn't play in Toronto the whole year, but kind of a big ballpark over there. And, um, you know, he he put himself on the map as a, as a really solid right fielder, plays solid defense, and, uh, you know, he's he's held his own at the plate. Next up, Nick Castellanos at number nine. Um, I think a lot of people are going to think we have him kind of low because I know Chase, I think, had him at eight. I have him at nine. I don't know where Matt has him. But, um, like, let's be real here. Kind of sucks at defense. And this was the first. This was his breakout year. It's a, not a breakout year, but this was his career year. This was, the like, his pinnacle. And I don't know if it's going to get much better than that, considering, you know, he's – I think he's 30 or he's going to be 31. I'm not entirely sure. But his defense is only going to get worse. Um, but at the plate, he definitely held his own this year. He was an all-star, and, and he deserves to be in the top 10 for at least this year. I didn't even know how to, who to put at number 10, so I just put Michael Conforto because I know a lot of people put Michael Conforto up there. Um, I don't really know why, but, I mean, I guess I have him at 10 just because I didn't know who else to put. So that's my reasoning for Conforto being at 10. All right. Yeah, I like it. Um, I, have, I have a few guys in the same spot as both of you. Um, to start off, though, Acuna, Acuna number one. Uh, if you watched our most recent video, it was on the shortstops. We talked about Fernando of like, hey – you know, maybe these guys didn't have the massive sample size that some of these other great players have. But if you watch a lot of Ronald Acuna, you recognize this guy is a five, a five tool player that is a superstar, Hall of Fame talent. He is that kind of that, that kind of player. So I have him at one. If you don't have him at one, it's not like you're going to be like, oh, this guy's so bad ahead of him. Because like we talked about, the first five guys on here are superstars. There is five superstar right fielders, and then there's a significant dropout, uh, drop off. But after Acuna, I got Bryce Harper at two. I think it's a little bit higher than both of you. Um, Bryce Harper to me is is one of the most fascinating players in I think sports in general across the board. Uh, in my lifetime, Bryce Harper is one of the most hyped up players ever. Uh, when we were a lot younger, you heard about him when he's like sixteen year old, sixteen years old, hitting five hundred foot bombs. Bryce Harper has completely lived up to expectations. Um, I remember we were talking about this when we were going through our list, but 
it's almost like he had the Peyton Manning level hype and then he lived up to expectations, but then people still are like, oh yeah, Bryce isn't that great. If you look at Bryce Harper career numbers, he has over a 900 OPS. He's a 916 OPS. He has, where is it? Um, 267 home runs, 752 RBIs, two MVPs. Bryce Harper is a Hall of Fame lock. He is a Hall of Fame lock right now, and I don't think he gets enough respect. He is one of the better better players in the league, maybe not the best defensive right fielder. He has a pretty much like a negative grade almost all of his all, all of his years in his career, but it's not like anything atrocious. I put him at two. I think he's one of the best players. Can you put someone else ahead of him? Sure, that's fine. The other guys, it's not like they're bad players. I got Mookie at three, and then I got Juan Soto at four. I feel bad about putting Mookie at three and Juan Soto at four. I, I think they're amazing players. I think all those top, top, top four guys, they're all-star caliber players every single year. Like though, That's the type of seasons they put up. Um, so it's a little bit tough to, to be like a Juan Soto at four when you look at his numbers. And, you know, he has Ted Williams-like numbers to start his career. He, he walks so much. He's walking at rates that, like, it feels like guys like I, I don't know if this is 100% right, but it feels like people since like Barry Bonds haven't like walked at the amount of times that he walks. It's crazy. So he's an amazing player. I have him at four. It's not to knock him. It's not like a, a Juan Soto's. No, he's amazing. Um, also have Aaron Judge at five. Um, another guy. I think Aaron Judge is a star player in the league. However, I don't think he's quite on the level of those ter- uh, top four guys. So like when I when I did my list, I put a gap after four, and then I put a gap after five because like after. Aaron Judge, it's like a big drop off, like we've talked about. But that's my top five. Um, then moving on, six, I got Kyle Tucker, um, probably the best of like the rest here. Uh, then Juan Soto, or sorry, then Joey Gallo. After that, I have Gallo kind of high, um, and it's just because, like, I don't know. It, it's tough because he's you don't love everything about Joey Gallo. That is one hundred percent true. However, he is a pretty dang good right fielder and i think that moves him ahead of a couple of these other guys um after joy gallo i got nick castellanos so i think some people might really not like that that i have castellanos after joey gallo but if you look at their numbers castellanos oh let's see last year he had a 4.2 war right as the best best year of his career but you go before that he never had cracked three war before Gallo's had multiple seasons over three. He's or he's had only two, I guess, but he's had a couple other years. He hasn't played quite as long. So you can flip-flop them, but I think it's a lot closer. Moving forward, if Castellanos can improve defensively, it would be huge. Cause then you would definitely take him. 2021, you're definitely taking Castellanos. But that's the big question. Can he keep up, you know, one, a career you're at the plate? But two, is there going to be any improvement as a, a right fielder? I would probably lean no, and I would probably lean that either this year or next year, we won't talk about him in the right fielder list because he's going to be a DH. I, I, that's what I personally think. Um, but maybe not yet. Maybe not yet, but down the road, he is he is a future DH. He's a prime candidate to do that. So have him at eight. He could definitely climb if he continues to have, have the season that he had last year in, in future seasons. Um, after him, Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, also, guy I didn't really know a ton about, put up great numbers. Um, if he can continue to do that, he'll climb as well. And then Michael Conforto had a couple down years, but he's had some great seasons in the past. Uh, he's an interesting guy, like part of this free agent class where almost like a buy low kind of guy. You go, you get him, he could have a resurgence. Um, so I put him at 10, but there's a couple other guys you can mention too. Um, 
I put Hunter Renfro uh, in my honorable mentions. And another guy I wanted to just bring up because he's he's not on this list. He's put up back-to-back pretty bad years. But Charlie Blackman was a guy that was, that was in this list for years and years and years. And he was an amazing player. And it seems that injuries have kind of derailed his career. So definitely leaving him off this list. But got to give him a shout-out because – how, how many years was he on the list, this list? Like 10 years? Like he's, you know, he's just one of those guys that was con- consistently an all-star caliber right fielder. So always got to bring up Charlie Blackman. And yes, he did play in Colorado. So you give him a little bit of a boost there, but still amazing career. It's kind of sad that it's looking like he's deep into that back nine now. But um, anything else you guys want to add on, on your list? All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. I will post all of our, in the comments, we'll have all three of our lists there. Um, if you guys don't agree, let us know what you don't agree with. Let us know what you change. And also leave your top 10 list as well. Love to see what you guys think. Um, if there's anyone that you think that, you know, we're way too high on or we're way too low on, let us know too. Like we'd love, we'd love to hear what you guys think as well. But that is going to do it for today's episode. Uh, we will talk to you all very, very soon.